So this terrible thing has been happening over the last 40 or 50 years in schools throughout the West. I'm going to dip into a variety of countries here and talk about the real inflation that is occurring in society isn't even just the fiat currency hyperinflation of typing whatever you want into your own bank account if you're the government, but there is significant amounts of grade inflation going on, significant amounts of shortchanging kids with realistic assessments of their performance and behaviors. And the result of that, of course, is, as we know, this modern snowflake generation that uh, can't handle reality has been really crippled by terrible teaching over the course of their supposed education. One of the ways that we know this is that uh, marks have been going up uh, in general in the United in the United States, but when it comes time to SAT, like to, to college entrance exams, those marks have been going down. This is one of the ways in which you know that there is grade inflation going on. Now, how is that possible? Well, either people are directly cheating, like the teachers, and this has happened in a couple of places where teachers uh, have been uh, found to be pursuing bonuses or other benefits um, by physically changing the scores on students' tests. But it's more than that, and, and it's deeper and more insidious than that, because what's been happening is there has been a shift away from math, from grammar, from science, from stuff which is objectively accessible, like you can figure out if somebody got a math question right or wrong, show the work and so on, to all of this non-cognitive, goopy, emotional skills, EQ versus IQ stuff. And what that means, of course, is that basically teachers can mark kind of however they want in many ways. So you fiat currency, government can type whatever it wants into its own bank account. And when you shift away from directly challenging and objective cognitive tasks, you end up being able to write kind of whatever grade you want into your child's performance. Now, this is all bad and terrible enough and short changes children from learning how to deal with objectivity, from learning how to deal with facts, from learning how to deal with failure. And to, you know, we all have to, we all have this sort of angry ape-like ego within us that wants to dominate, that wants to win at whatever costs and civilization, morality, philosophy, uh, religion, uh, or variously aimed at taming this angry ape within us. And we have to kind of bump up against subjective reality in order to get better, in order to change course, in order to become humble. You are humble relative to what? Relative to facts. If you're not humble relative to facts, reason, evidence, then you are a crazy person and you end up with the kind of crazy culture that we've got going on. So I want to go on to some uh, facts that are going on. So there was this myth that came up some time back that, you know, the girls are being shortchanged in school. And what we need to do is we need to shift to girl-centered learning and we need to shift away from male thinking, male logic, male facts, and we need to get more into the feels and more into the subjectivity, which is kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, this is this weird double standard that goes on, wherein sometimes men and women are supposed to be treated as exactly the same. And if you point out any differences, you're just a sexist and a misogynist, a terrible person. On the other hand, we need to shift away from male-centric learning and go towards more female-centric learning because men and women are so different. Right? I mean, it's crazy, crazy stuff. Now, one of the things that's happened, and this is why government schools in particular are so toxic for girls and particularly for boys, is that boys have been lagging behind 
in um, education for for quite some time. And one of the things that happens is that uh, female teachers tend to mark boys lower and tend to mark girls higher. And, you know, if you've been a... Uh, I, I, I went to an all-boys... Well, there was boys and girls, very segregated. All-boys boarding school was one of my first introductions to uh, education. It was a sleepover boarding school. So I didn't hit me so hard, but the in-group bias of you know, female in-group preference and so on is very important in education. So when they make the submissions anonymous, boys get marked a lot better. If the female teacher doesn't know whether it's a boy or a girl, then she'll mark the boys a lot better and she won't mark the girls. But if she knows it's a boy or a girl, then this will uh, change. Now, this, of course, is appalling and, and shocking. And if you've got kids in government schools, you need to know this. You need to understand this is appalling, appalling behavior. And it's this kind of horrible double standard that occurs only for males and often for whites, which is, of course, if this was any other group that was being marked down, there would be a massive outcry, a massive uproar. But it's boys. It's just boys. They'll be fine. Now, boys have figured this out pretty quickly. There's research that shows that boys lower their sights. They lower their work ethic. If they think, even if they just think that their work is going to be marked by a female teacher because they believe, objectively, they'd be right, that their results are going to be worse. So why bother? That The game is rigged. It's, the girls are going to get do better. You're going to do worse. It doesn't matter what happens. And so you can't win. Don't try. And again, they're completely correct. There are studies that show female teachers, on average, do award lower marks to boys than you know unidentified external examiners. And... Here we have a situation, of course, where the boys are being exposed to, like in many places, like in, in primary school, 90% of the teachers are female. Like I, I worked in a daycare for a couple of years when I was in high school. I got to actually leave school early to get to work because everyone kind of knew that I didn't have uh, a parent around and was you know, 15 years uh, of age, mostly uh, paying my own bills. And I was like the only male teacher around and of course you know lots of fatherless boys and so on I love those kids there was a great it was a great time but here you see we have this situation where so many boys are growing up without fathers right and and so what happens is they go to schools where it's almost all females who are in charge who are the teachers and of course we have this idea that you see if, if for girls to become scientists for girls to get into stem fields become mathematicians or engineers they need the example they need the mentoring they need to see women succeeding in this bring your daughter to work day and let's make sure that girls but we don't ever think that boys need men to grow up well the boys need male examples and boys need mentoring from from males and so as fatherlessness has risen. Uh, and of course, as you know, there's this weird, horrible thing that happens. Oh, you, you're a male and you want to work with kids. You must be creepy. And it's like, again, if that was any other group, you know, if that were blacks or Hispanic, oh, well, you can't work with kids because it's creepy. Mean, but again, it's men. And this is just one of the biases that it's like this collective delusional mania that is just going to have to burn its way out sooner or later in society. We're going to have to recognize that basic principles of justice should be gender blind as well. So these boys are growing up, they've got no fathers, they have um, no male role models in school, and then we wonder why they go adrift, why they don't 
work hard. And of course, the entire curriculum has been redesigned to be girl-friendly and to be touchy-feely. And, you know, girls are more comfortable sitting placidly. Boys, they like to work hands-on. They like to build things. They like to choose um, what to do on their own. They like to run around, and, and they're more active in terms of their learning. And that, of course, is really not accommodated these days anymore. The result of this, female in-group preference, uh, prevalence of female authority figures from single moms to teachers, and marking up girls gives, in, in some studies, it shows girls think that they're smarter and more successful and harder working and just all around better than boys from the age of four. This prejudice, this misandry, this sexism against boys is embedded in the female mind from the age of four. So we've, there's also studies that show that you know over 90% in some districts of elementary school teachers are female, and they have a high level of math anxiety, and many of those teachers, according to studies, will transfer this math anxiety to their students. And that doesn't bode well at all for how the girls are going to do in the future when it comes to, uh, to mathematics. So, of course, if you want to be fair to boys, you would need more male teachers. Uh, and, and you would need to address this bias. You would need to confront women and say, you're sexist against the boys. You are uh, dealing horribly with them. It's unjust. It's unfair. And it's wrong. And that is, you know, that is contributing to this underachievement of boys. You know, if you're marked down, if you're going to face this anti-male prejudice as a teacher and there's no way out, there's not even an acknowledgement of the problem, of course you're going to give up to some degree. Now, men, uh, according to studies, men are better at motivating boys. And I remember very clearly the good, if not great, male teachers. I had some great female teachers as well. That was more in university, the woman who taught me Aristotle. Fantastic. But um, the studies show that, that boys are better motivated by male teachers. Uh, but, you know, in America, it's like just a quarter of teachers are men and just 15% and sometimes even lower in the primary schools. And it's not just boys. Center for Economic Performance at the London School of Economics, and I'll put the sources for all of this below, they have shown that girls also make more effort when they're graded by male teachers. They work harder. They do better. In the UK, a quarter of primary schools don't even have a single male teacher. There are 139,500 women teaching young kids and only 25,500 men. And this is horrendous. Now, in Canada, educators are somewhat quietly revealing that there's a big push to keep the kids in school and pushing them to, to inflate them in their grades just to get them to the next degree, right? Because, or to the next, um, uh, to the next uh, uh, level, right? To the next uh, grade. And this is because, of course, if the kids are being held back, that doesn't look good for the school. Now, of course, if you're a medical school, you want to get rid of the people who aren't going to be good doctors because that's going to lower your reputation. People won't choose your school. But, of course, government schools aren't chosen. So they don't compete in the free market. And so they don't want to look bad. Uh, and they want to, oh, look, our, our kids are all getting Bs and As. And I mean, what reality is there? Well, the reality comes sometimes, sometimes when they try to get into university. And if they sit around in university for long enough, also getting this non-objective, loopy-doopy-goopy 
feels education where it's just you know prejudice and, and victimization and social justice warrior stuff and, and uh, oppression and, and nothing objective nothing provable and you're given well you can only read these people you can't read these people then of course you get out into your early to mid-20s into the world of potentially the free mind you're crippled you're absolutely crippled uh, because you just you don't know how to fail you don't know how to reason you don't often know how to write you don't know how to think and you don't know how to debate because you've not been exposed to contrary ideas. So there was a survey of uh, a thousand high school teachers in Canada, in particular region. Four out of ten say they feel that the principals are pushing them to, to lower their standards so more students get up. And one in four of them feel pressured to never give an F. Now, Ontario, uh, province I live in, there's a, like a near ban on deducting marks for late work. It's also funny, too. <laughs> this is how people should be taught about Marxism. They should enter a course that is critical to their graduation, and they should be told that all of the marks that the students earned are going to be put into a big bucket and it can be redistributed out so that everyone ends up with the same marks. Boom! Nobody does any work, everybody fails, and you've learned something about Marxism. I guess it's Marxism with a slightly different spelling. And so some of this started in the 60s in America, it became impossible to fire teachers. In the 70s, feminists were saying, oh, the school system is too much male thinking, too much facts, too much dates, too much memorization, rote learning, math skills and all. It's too masculine. It's too manly. It's too hairy-legged. It's just a big, giant intellectual sausage fest. We've got to open it up to the buns, I suppose. And this transformation has occurred rapidly. So like in, in 1960... Males graduated from college at a ratio of 1.6, right? So 1.6 males graduated uh, from college for every uh, female. And then that began to sort of go to parity, and now it's way on the other side. Way under the other side. And this is important, because as you make education more feels-based and subjective, and the boys get marked down, well, you need those marks to get into college. So by marking down the boys, you are discriminating against them. And you are giving them less chance to get into college. Now, the value of college is a whole other question. But just in terms of the mainstream narrative, this would be important. Like, if blacks were being marked down by teachers who were racists, and this was lowering the opportunity for blacks to succeed in society, rightly so, this would be horrible. This would be something to be decried and fought against. There'd be marches, but it's boys. You see, it's boys. It doesn't matter. They're just boys. What does it matter? And so studies have found that like after about fifth grade, student assessment is really subjective. How, how much social skills does he have? You know, what are, what are his emotional skills? What are his ability to get along with other kids? It's like, this is, this is not objective, right? So the, the teachers are assessing kids on this non-cognitive, non-objective, good luck arguing against it, socio-emotional skills. And this has a significant impact on boys who get marked down in this area. And this is really, really important. Now, if you, you know, you've heard, of course, that, that girls do better in terms of, of reading and, and all of that with, um, with their marks. But if you take this non-cognitive skills goop out of the marking system, it almost completely eliminates the gender gap in reading grades. Because that's, you know, the re- researchers said, it's, it's kind of surprising that although boys do better than girls on math and science test scores. Girls are doing better 
than boys on teacher-assigned grades, right? So all this socioeconomic stuff, oh, sorry, all this socio stuff like this, the feels, the emotional stuff. Uh, well, of course, you know, you've got these uh, the women who are looking at the girls thinking, well, you're sugar and spice and all things nice, looking at the boys with curled lips and sneers saying, well, you're just snips and snails and puppy dog tails, disposable and expendable, and bias against you is perfectly acceptable within society. And the gap between ethnicities in school is big, but the disparity between males and females in school is far bigger. It's far bigger. The boy-girl gap in reading grades is over 300% larger than the black-white gap in reading. And this is astonishing. The boy-girl gap is about 40% larger than the white-black grade gaps. Now, you know, a head start, hundred, hundreds of, of, of millions of dollars poured into trying to close the black-white achievement gap in schools, which is far smaller than the, quote, achievement gap based on grades between boys and girls. Do you see why men are checking out? Do you see why they're going gold? See why MGTOW exists? Because nobody cares. Nobody cares. Oh, You'll care about men when the power goes out. You'll care about men when there's a forest fire to be built or when you need to be pulled out of a burning building. Then you want big, strong men to come along. But boys being discriminated against in this kind of appalling way doesn't even register. Nobody cares. Well, I care. You need to know this. You need to know this stuff. So from kindergarten to fifth grade, according to some studies, the top half of the test score is populated by boys. And then it starts to change. And what happens is then when you're being discriminated against, there's a lot of, you know, it's like in prison, you sort of shuffle along looking at the floor and so on. You, you kind of give up. And then anybody who tries to gain the approval of the teacher, it's seen as a, um, you, you're copping out, you know, you're... you're Cowtowing, you're not being independent. You're strong, so you get this peer pressure. You know, too cool for school. School rejects me. I reject school. School discriminates against me. I discriminate against school. It's crazy. It's it's horrible. So you're going to be rowdy in class, and that's going to be annoying to the teacher, and she's going to find, oh well, that's bad socialization skills. It's terrible, and mark you down. And here's the thing: the gender gap in reading drops by one third when teachers don't know the gender of the pupil they're marking. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? If the gap between blacks and whites drops by a third if you don't know which race you're marking. This goes to some degree into college as well. So there's a chart that was built by a professor at a university, and this is reviews of about 14 million students. This is a collation of about 14 million student reviews on RateMyProfessors.com. And this chart shows that, according to significant numbers of the students, female professors are bossy and annoying, while male professors are awesome and clever. And that is uh, important. So female staff, you get words such as uh, annoying, aggressive, disorganized. Well, the male professors are more likely to be described as star, as a star, knowledgeable and funny. And, you know, so there's generally a much more positive reaction. And, and 
this is why it's so toxic. Because if you tell girls that they're wonderful and, and smart and great and, and better than boys, and boys are rude and mean and smelly and loud and disruptive, and right, it's really it's planting hostile seeds between the genders, which can last an entire lifetime. And this kind of prejudice, which remains shockingly, uh, maybe not shockingly, <laughs> Surprisingly, maybe not surprisingly, appallingly, that's the word I'm thinking of. This kind of bias remains appallingly prevalent in society. Really is time we talked about it and began to examine it. But recognize, if you're a parent, government schools are toxic environments for your girls through vanity and through your boys through prejudice and despair.